All right, folks, welcome once again to another edition of Silver Screen Previews, the show that gives you the latest scoop on each, I guess, uh, Hollywood film coming out every week. So welcome to the show. On the other side of the aisle, we welcome back returning co-host Callie Cox. She's looking dangerous tonight. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just making that up. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but it's welcome- going to be on theme, you know? <laughs> there you Action. go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, welcome back, Kelly Cox. Uh, so, that is uh, Uncharted, brand new film today that started out to, uh, I guess, get into theaters. It's PG-13. It's an action-adventure uh, directed by Ruben Fleischer, and it's in theaters today on a wide-release scale. All right. So, this stars Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, Antonio Banderas, Sophie Ali, and the list goes on and on and on. Uh, what is this thing, whole thing about? That was a long clip, but it was just in a little snippet, really, of how intense and how just action-packed this film goes. So, what is it about? It's about a uh, street-smart guy named Nathan Drake. He's recruited by a treasure hunter, Sully Sullivan, to recover a fortune on the ship Magellan, uh, lost 500 years ago by the House of Moncada. All right, so, Callie Cox, your opinion of... Uncharted. Yes. Um, so I, um, which I don't know anything about, but I feel like I do now. Um, but <laughs> into this thinking of it as just like a standalone action movie, there's definitely a few things that I would have maybe changed, maybe smoothed out some transitions, maybe punched up some of the dialogue a little bit. However, since I knew it was based on a video game going in, I found myself just entirely forgiving those things because I felt like I was watching a video game in a mm. way, um, which I thought was really fun. Um, I thought the cinematographer really did a good job sort of taking the conventions from the visuals of a video game and really putting that into the way the movie was technically executed, which I really appreciated. Um, I thought it extended even out to the score like, if you listen in some of the sort of, like, dialogue moments, especially, um, if you listen to that score in the background. Um, Definitely. I thought it was well Yeah. I thought it was really well cast. Uh, everyone was great. Uh, Taddy Gabriel is a standout for me. Um, she has this just effortlessly commanding presence in everything I've ever seen her in that I just absolutely love. Um, overall, I had a really good time watching it. We're so used to book to film adaptations and now we're starting to get these video to movie adaptations and i really think that's going to be something we're going to see a lot more of so um i thought it was really interesting from that point of view but overall it was a thumbs up for me ah very good all right so thumbs up you uh give it a wide standing approval of uncharted so we welcome that okay very yeah. good so that's a check mark for you uh i on the other hand no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> you see you got scared there for a second look i <laughs> Let me just let me just tell you one thing about this. I came out thinking, you know, I smell a sequel coming sooner or later for this because of the fact that Mark Wahlberg and, and Tom Holland have such a great chemistry. You will say, go back, okay, but what about like The Rock and and uh, you know and Emmy Emmy Blunt in uh in what's this uh that treasure hunt movie that Paradise Boat thing whatever uh mm-hmm. you, Jungle Cruise Jungle Cruise I'm sorry yeah yeah. Yes. This is different. This is different because of the fact that you have like the buddy cop, buddy guy, guy, guy go, thing going on, and it works well. I decided really uh, in this case to uh, remove the the uh, the stick out of my ass to give this a positive light 
because of the CGI. I've been such a critical, uh, you know, contraire to the CGI in the past that I think it, it works well in this film and it fits the film. Without it, it would not have been possible. And that's why I, I, I approve this film in, in many respects because of that. It works. It fits in well. Uh, the first half is really like a setup. It's more like a scavenger hunt scenario where you go from the key does this, the key does that, this thing opens, this thing opens. Um, I'm okay, okay. I, I got to a certain point like, okay, where is the hardcore action? And in the second half of the film, it doesn't disappoint. And that's the idea here behind this entire film. Uh, Ali's character is very important here because it, it pushes the narrative, pushes the story along. Like, okay, this woman, can we trust her? Can we not trust her? And in the end, it's something that's like a wild card that's needed here besides having the uh, the two scavenger guys of Holland and Mark Wahlberg going at it to try and find the loot. So in the end, I give this film a thumbs up. Saying hello to Chelsea Sabatino. Welcome to the show. Hi, Chelsea. Oh, a friend of yours. Oh, how, how yeah. nice. Welcome to the show. We do appreciate that. Very nice. All right, folks. Uh, let's move forward. Our second film uh, tonight on Silver Screen Previews is Ted K. What's Ted K? Let's see. Uh, rated R. It's a biography crime drama directed by Tony Stone. It's in theaters on a limited release basis, so check your local listings for times and areas in uh, showing this film in, in your area, I guess. And it's also on iTunes tonight, uh, February 18th. Stars Charlotte Copley, Drew Powell, and Travis W. Brewer. Okay, and I'll give the synopsis in uh, in just a few seconds. So stand by for that, as this is the, I believe this is the trailer to Ted K. Wow, what a fun guy, huh? <laughs> Uh, that's Charlotte Copley as uh, as Ted K, Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, and uh, this film is an exploration of that exploration of Ted Kaczynski's life in Lincoln, uh, Montana, in the years leading up to his arrest as the Unabomber. Okay, uh, Callie Cox, are you familiar with at all with the Unabomber story? Yes, I did. Was somewhat aware of the history. Uh, of it, I didn't know all the details. Um, you know, it happened in the late '90s, so I, I was like two years old. Cool. Uh, so I, <laughs> I, I, but I, I definitely had had heard it, had read about it before, um, before watching this movie. Very good. All right. So, what was your opinion on this, and uh, what did? How did you leave the theater feeling? I guess in the end, that would be the end question. So, go ahead. Yeah, definitely. So, I think like. Whether you're familiar or not with this story, there's going to be something for you to walk away from this film with, um, you know, and kudos to the director and the writers and the producing team for, you know, finding a, a compelling way to, to talk about this. Charlotte Copley's performance is just, I, I was absolutely glued to the screen. I don't want to say he made the character, he certainly did not make the character likable. Absolutely not. However, he excellent job of showing tiny small glimpses of the spark of humanity the point that as i was sort of uh reading about it after i saw it that they actually filmed a lot of it on like that land where the unabomber's cabin was uh for real and they used a lot of the words from his actual journals that they found which i just think must be a fascinating immersive acting experience and i think it really really paid off for a lot of the movie copley is alone um, there are obviously other people that are in the film, but he does the heavy lifting. And because of that, the 
score really became a character for me in the moments, especially when he's by himself. It was like, that's the, that's the opposing actor. Um, that's the opposing force. So I was, I was really impressed with that. Overall, I was hooked. How did I leave the theater feeling? Feeling? Absolutely chilled. <laughs> Just that's, that's the word I can, I can use to describe it. Absolutely chilled. So, um, you know, certainly if you're unfamiliar with this story, give this film a watch. But even if you are, I think it's, it's definitely worth it for your time. So thumbs up for they, me again. Thumbs up for Callie Cox on Ted K, the Unabomber story. I thought this was a sad commentary on how isolation can really drive a person to insanity. Uh, in many respects, and and this is an excellent film. This is well crafted. Uh, you, you know, you think about it, you go in this like, okay, what's this going to be about? Uh, if you saw the trailers, like, okay, I see a lot of stuff here, but how is uh, a director Ted uh, Tony Stone going to put this all together? I see that here that he 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 goes basically into the mind of Ted Kaczynski, and when the only motive of the character is revenge, that is a driving, very strong force that is just it just permeates throughout the entire film and it's a really a top-notch script the way it's done and directed of course by Tony uh, Tony Stone and it feels in, in some respects to Nomadland because he's in the woods because he's all alone he's just traveling here and there everything is by himself everything is about uh, uh Charlotte so he is doing everything here. Uh, I love the fact that in the library scene where he he thinks he's talking to a, a very attractive looking young lady, or I guess a woman to his age, I guess putting books away and things like that. And he's talking like, oh my God, I can't believe she's hitting on me. I'm getting so excited. Oh my God, could this mean that I'm going to be asking her on a date very soon? And then she touches my hand. And all of a sudden, that young, attractive looking woman turns into a senior of about maybe 80 years old and that was that was funny and uh, very poignant to how delusional he was in his mind that he was a loner and he didn't have anybody so that really played a lot into his mind so yeah that was very uh, important i thought uh, a factor you know the whole story goes as the story goes this is pretty much the film so it's there's no surprises at the end or anything like that he is going to get caught as you would suspect obviously but it's the journey there that is the most important thing that we learn from this. So in the end, well-crafted film, uh, I thought very poignant. And thumbs up. Very good. So two thumbs up on Ted K. So check that out on your uh, local uh, local theaters listings. And also on iTunes at home. All right, let's move forward. Our next film on Silver Screen Previews is Dog. Yes, all right, so Dog is uh, PG-13. It's a comedy directed by two people, Reed Carolyn and Channing Tatum himself. This is in theaters today on a wide-release basis, and it stars Channing Tatum, uh, Lulu the dog, Jane Adams, and Kevin Nash. Yes, it's an Army Ranger story. His name is Briggs and Lulu. They buckle into a 1984 Ford Bronco and race down the coast in uh, hopes of making it to a fellow soldier's funeral. So check this out. This is the uh, uh, film clip. Oh, how can you not love that? That's the dog. Yeah, uh, exactly true. Heard good things about it, says Rob Forsese, and this uh, and Ali Joe says she has hype hopes for this film as well. Yeah, so this is Dog with Channing Tatum. His uh, maybe it's his directorial debut, but he also brings along uh, a fellow Magic Mike co-star in Kevin Nash, who plays Gus, and I guess his friend in this film. Uh, Callie, what did you think about Dog? Okay, well, first of all, the dog deserves an Oscar. Let's just start with that. No, um, I, 
I thought this was such a heartwarming story. Um, I definitely think when it comes to um, like our army war type movies, we not so much as a society, unfortunately, but in the film world, we have seen a lot. I think a lot of explorations over how war and PTSD really affect the soldiers, but it's really interesting um, to think about how it would affect the combat animals as well. I think it's something that, we don't really think about um so that was definitely something like a new topic that i hadn't seen explored yet which i really appreciated i mean channing tatum is always great um and i imagine acting off of a dog is another world and i thought he did an excellent job him and that dog has so much chemistry lulu so impressed lulu that's the i don't know but anyway they had so much chemistry i really appreciated that i'm hesitant about sort of road trip type movies um going in just generally just because a lot of them tend to really drag i feel especially when you get into kind of the middle part of it i did not feel like that with this one i thought the pacing was great i think arguably there you know are maybe a few things here and there that could have been saved a little bit if you really wanted to but i also at no point was i thinking come on let's go let's pick this up yeah overall you know shout out to the dog trainer and i laughed i cried um i'll have a great time so another thumbs up for me another thumbs up that's kelly cox that's beautiful hey you know what you can't go wrong with dog films i don't think i've ever seen anybody uh give a thumbs down or give a bad review to any pet or dog or cat film ever. Yeah, it's got to be hard to do. I can't mm. imagine it. Dogs are better than people. I will I will die on that hill. That's right. Yeah, very important. Uh, this is well written as well. I, I love this one as well as you do. Great pacing. Uh, a bit darker than the usual pet film, but in the end it works well because the story is, is it has a lot of depth into it and you develop characters here that you care about, obviously. And the relationship is what matters as they go along. I mean, they go along, they start off with enemies and then it starts growing the trust issue, the trust, the trust that Lulu starts to have for Channing Tatum, which is so important and is a, is a, like a caterpillar. It just keeps growing and growing and before you know it's a butterfly uh lovely cinematography which is something that any road trip film as you mentioned has in its arsenal lots of heart uh it brings again to attention the 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 the, the situation of service animals in their retirement very important uh subject matter so when you have service dogs and you feel like you know go get go to the shelter go get yourself a dog or a cat uh, any pet will love you as you know, you know, for the rest of your life. Even if they're a senior dog, even if they're a baby, if they're in the middle of the road, doesn't matter. Because love is universal and any pet will love you forever. And that's, that's worse points. That's obviously on your soul. That's a good thing. PTSD, as you mentioned, yes, very important uh, subject matter. So yeah, keep that in mind. In totality, a little bit darker, but still big time. Thumbs up for dog. Very good. All right, so Callie agrees, yes. Adopt a dog, adopt a cat, adopt any kind of pet because they will love you. That's right. All right, and I hate to go from such a great film to the uh, following servitude. Let's just get to it, right? All right, here we go. This is uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 
TVMA. It's on Netflix today. It's rated kind of R. I guess you would suspect it's rated R, so it's not for the kids. That's a horror film. It's directed by David Blue Garcia, and it's on Netflix today, as I mentioned before. Stars Sarah Yarkin, Elsie Fisher, Mark Burnham as Leatherface, Olwen Fiore. She returns because she was in the original one, so... You know, check it out. This is the uh, a film clip from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So check it out right here on your screens, right here on Silver Screen Previews. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Mmm. Yeah, just another great film to watch while you're traveling somewhere in the uh, in the plains of America. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, money-making Ruth drags her sister with her to Texas. I don't know why. Uh, it's not too long before a 60-year-old, please mark that, true, 60-year-old Leatherface starts coming after them, and a whole bunch of other kids, too, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right, Callie Cox, your evaluation of this film, Slaughterhouse. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Well, obviously, we're in the age of the reboot and the remake and you know the reimaginings of of these older franchises that we know and love and because there's so many of them now i think that you can't stick to that as the sort of shtick to really sell people on this movie which is what i kind of felt like happened here um i think if you're gonna you know do any sort of revival of anything at this point you definitely have to have a why this is being touted as like a direct sequel from the 1974 film, which was interesting to me because there's a bunch of movies in the middle that we are just seemingly ignoring or retconning now. So that was interesting also, but I digress. You know, I give kudos for them attempting to sort of modernize this. And I know they went in on a social commentary for sure, but they tried to do a couple (laughs) of different things. And because they tried to do a couple of different ones, I think they ended up falling short on all of them, mm. to be honest. Um, oh, wow. You know, and I, I think it just relied a little bit too heavily on, like I said, the name and also on the the gore factor rather than giving us time to get invested in a story or get invested in characters enough to care about them, to care what happened to them. You know, I the actors, I think, did their best with what they were working with, but despite all of that so this is going to be a thumbs down from me a thumbs down from Callie Cox on Texas Chainsaw Massacre our fourth film and final film tonight on Silver Screen Previews look uh, I have a lot of complaints with this as you would suspect I love horror films what I don't love folks is the why can't they ever let some of these franchises just die let it go okay look like I'll, I'll, I'll make an example Halloween has a great concept, right? Okay. That's why they've been able to make a fortune over the decades, because it's a, it's a, it's a character that resonates. A guy who cuts off people's faces and wears them as masks is grotesque in theory, yes. But it's only good for maybe two or three films, and that's it. Here we are, 2022, and they bring it back yet again. This time... A more, uh, I would say, geritol like 
Leatherface, being that he's 60. So still, I, I don't understand why they made this film in the first place. It's not necessary. It's not like people were breaking down the door. Oh my God, I can't wait to see Leatherface again. I can't wait to see another Texas Chainsaw movie again. I can't wait to see body limbs flying, people's bloods going all over the place. No. And on top of that, this was filmed in Bulgaria, not Texas which is a major fraud alert, in my opinion. Yes, nine films in total, Rob Forsese. Imagine that. Nine. And maybe two or three were worth watching, and the other six now? No. Why? Because people didn't ask for it. They saw an opportunity, they went for it, like, okay, let's just make it more gross. Uh, Look, the first one was still the most important film and the most effective of all of them, in my opinion. I'm sure many other people felt as well uh so yeah film it in texas if you're gonna do this kind of thing again uh what and there was a quota of film cast here which i did not like please if you're gonna do it make sure you feel like it's you know don't i mean there's a fine line to walk here but and and there was a scene here where everybody was on the bus leatherface all of a sudden comes on the bus and they're taking selfies or they're taking video of him like everybody on the bus it makes everybody look brain dead. And what does Leatherface do? What do you think is going to pose for pictures? Like, oh yeah, record me. I'm Leatherface. No, of course not. He's going to slice that damn chainsaw right through everybody like like it's some kind of like uh, like a ham and go right through it and right off of the screen. You see everybody getting cut up. And that's just a brain dead idea put in the script. Like, let's make it more relatable. It doesn't work. It fails. Another one where Leatherface has this girl, uh, Sarah Yarkin. She's under the ground of the, of, the, of the house. And he's drilling this chainsaw throughout the entire floorboard uh, until he hits a pipe where all the shit comes out. And all of a sudden, she's all drenched in shit and crap. And she comes out of the scene like, oh, my God. He just got doo-dooed the, throughout the entire uh, sequence there. How disgusting is that? Uh, there is no mercy for this one in my book, unfortunately. Uh Put a plug in Leatherface, or just say, uh, he's been cooked. Thumbs down for Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. I'm sorry. Uh, Callie, any closing thoughts on Texas Chainsaw Massacre before we move on? I, you know, I agree with what you said. I, I did have a hard time finding, you know, any, any redeeming qualities. I wanted to like it. I love the idea of, of, you know, a really well done. No, no one was asking for it. Let's have some. Let's have some fresh horror ideas. You can still be gory. There's got to be, you know, new creative ways in twenty, in you know, twenty twenty two. If you wanna, you wanna get get your gross on. Like, I'm get. Sure. I like that. Get your get your gross on. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. Imagine that. Uh, is there any film uh, in this series that you would recommend? The first one, the second one, the third one? I mean, the first one is always going to be the one that I'm going to say, if you're going to pick one. Oh, if you're going to pick one. Right, right, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you expect, right? Yeah. Uh, I Rob- know. That's a basic answer. I know. But <laughs> Rob Forsese right. says, I personally think fans of Gore would like it. I didn't, though. Okay. All right. Yeah. What are you going to do? That's just the way it is. I mean... That's what we try to give you the most honest opinion possible here. I think Netflix failed on this one big time. Yeah. All right, so let's do a recap of the films uh, on Uncharted. Uncharted. I gave it a thumbs up. And Callie, you also? I did. Yes. I had a great time with this movie. All right, that's what's uh, oh. Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Uh, Action packed, definitely. Uh, Ted K, what was your verdict, Callie? Ooh, absolutely chilling from the very first shot all the way through the end. 
and the score really brings it all together, this was another thumbs up from me. Thumbs up here as well. Well crafted film, great script, uh, very uh, just very visionary as far as capturing a loner story and how it just digresses into insanity, basically. So that's another thumbs up here. Uh, dog, Callie Cox. It's heartwarming. I laughed. I cried. As I said, dogs are better than people. We'll absolutely enjoy this movie. Please see it and adopt a dog. Yes, there you go. Excellent. I also give it a thumbs up. Uh, fantastic uh, buddy, buddy, you know, man, buddy, dog film. I loved it. Kind of dark, but still works as well. And last but not least, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Callie. If you're gonna do a remake, you have to have a why. This movie fell short on all fronts with that. They tried to do a couple of different things. All of them kind of fell flat. So overall, just go ahead and go back and watch the first one, and you can skip this one. Thumbs down from me. Thumbs down as well. This is a uh, another fine example of visual diarrhea. Uh, just put that in your folder. So unfortunately, yeah, thumbs down for that one. All right, Callie Cox, where can we uh, see you on uh, social media? You can find me. Um, I'm at Callie J. Cox um, here on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on TikTok. I've got a live theater performance if you're in the New York City area coming up at the end of March, and I will be putting details on my Instagram. So give that a follow if you're interested in live theater. Perfect. Excellent. All right. All right. So we will catch you guys here again next uh, Friday for another edition of Silver Screen Previews. We want to thank everybody who joined us on the Instagram live chat. Thank you because your guys' questions, your guys' analysis also counts in as far as our reviews go. So thank you for watching. Tell your friends to join us again next week as we do another four, maybe five films on uh, Silver Screen Previews where movies are a middle name. Until next time, uh, the aisle seat is closed. So have a good night, everybody. Bye.